Yeah, so it's probably the uh, last time you'll ever see this room again. Wow, that's pretty wild, actually. Yeah, as you can see, most of my stuff is gone already. Huh. I mean, not really. What did you even move? Not much. Uh, the, the chairs. What's poppin' you peri platypus looking motherfuckers? Today we're uh, back in the apartment one last for one last rodeo, just like the olden days. Yeah, this is episode thirty-seven of the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. My name is Nick Scarpinato, and this is VJ. No, Sit- your name first. Sitting on my shoulder. No one knows who you really are. Poorly. You can't say my shoulder if no one knows who you are yet. My name you... is Pleasure Pete. Nope. And today we're... Uh, no, it's not. Talking. Some dumb shit. David Kapusha cars. You already know who You already is. know. And um, Vanessa, um, because she was so nervous about having to move out of this apartment, which we talked about in the last episode, but I'm moving. She, um, she popped out a little one, didn't you? Cats versus pickles, huh? Yeah, she, um, Vanessa has a, a little girl now. What the hell is Cats versus Pickles? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I found it at my parents' house. Never leave this item with an infant. <laughs> so I guess it's not a kid. Hey. Uh-oh. Don't leave this Danger. with me. Danger. Um, so. Today we're joined by this stupid, uh, 2011 Mini Cooper country van dumb thing. If you ever own one of these uh jump off a bridge um yeah he's not a fan of i don't i don't really care it's just it's just stupid where's the car who the, who the hell drives cooper's man put it it's right here hey we gotta show it to the camera because they need to see what the car is all right hold on right, that, so that one does not autofocus son of a all right this is the hold on this is the <laughs> 2011, um, I already said. 2011 Mini Cooper. Yeah, you, you got it. Unbelievable. Okay. Sorry. I'm, hi, sorry. I, I. This is for the sake of the... Oh, yeah. Look at that. Uh-huh. Was that worth it? No. Was that shit? Okay. Well, this is uh, going to be a very interesting episode because for those of you at home who are watching this, you... We'll never see this room again, uh, ever, ever again, actually. And it's a little sad, you know? I have only ever moved out of houses maybe three times in my life. Uh, once for college, once for here, and once for when we moved in to the house that I'm in now. It's a lot of times, but it never gets easier. It gets harder because you just get more things. You get more things, and you get more sentimental about things because you get older and you start to realize just how much value life has and how much value time has. Um, and uh, life's not a waste of time. Time's not a waste of life. So let's <laughs> have the time of our lives. Have you ever seen that Pitbull clip? No. <laughs> All right, I don't I'll... watch trash. Whatever, man. <laughs> Fucking I... Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull, listen, if you want to do whatever you want, if you want to sponsor the episode, that's fine. Because I know I know you sponsor podcast episodes. He doesn't. He totally doesn't. 
But um, yeah, how many times have you moved out? Because you didn't move into a dorm for college. You were commuting. Oh, man. I moved Excuse to you. Lyle once. Once. And then to Tindley. Yeah. And that's it. I so mean, back to my mom's kind of, but we only have like 20% of our things there. Mm. So that one doesn't count. Yeah. So only twice. So we both have similar sort of experiences, moving out of places and moving into new places. It blows ass. It really does. I understand wholeheartedly people our age now that are like, I think we are going to move into a house. And my first reaction was always, <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> but now I'm like, it does seem a lot easier to just have your shit in one place for like 10 years, you know? Yep. But uh, that will come in time. Um, as we all will, because November is over, so everyone can nut again. <laughs> and shave. <laughs> everyone, everyone that's shave been... at the same in the same day. Everyone that's been edging all month, and everyone that's been <laughs> not shaving all month. You're finally free! You're free! Go come right now! Go come! And also shave, because I, you don't, it doesn't look good on you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be the only person to say it or the first person to say it, but you look like shit. It, it looks like a caterpillar crawled onto your face and died. And then you glued it there because you were like, this looks good. Mm. I lost a little bit of steam by the end there. As someone who can't grow facial hair uh, or come, it's been a real hard month for me uh literally and figuratively i've just had an erect raging boner dude what is this episode man are you serious it's honest it's honest it's my last time in this apartment and i'm opening up finally jesus and you're suffocating me and and you're and you're and you're and you're silencing me you pig good good you deserve to be silenced for that shit well, and also it's it's one of your episodes, so my episode. I I'm not gonna do a whole lot of talking because we um we got some we got some stuff we got some stuff to we got some stuff to do. We're we're still trailing down the list. Uh, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving, bud. I don't know. I, I had know. COVID, so I stayed home. <laughs> you did have COVID. You did. What People are still shit. getting COVID. Isn't that isn't that fucked? But we, like crazy. I mean, we knew we we yeah. knew even when mask mandates were lifted that COVID was still <laughs> COVID's still out there. Hey, yeah. he's he's still out there. Still got the Corona, Jimmy. Yeah. So everyone, you know, make sure you're washing your hands and stuff because we got Christmas coming up, we got New Year's coming up, we got Valentine's Day coming up. There's a lot of kissing that's gonna happen in the next like three months. So you know, do yourself and everyone else around you a favor. And get those shots, dude. Get those shots so you can go around and kiss, his, <laughs> kiss, and, kiss and fuck as much as you want. I hope my mom's not listening to this. I doubt it. Yeah, me too. You better pray. <laughs> you better pray. To whatever God you believe in. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. I was going to say Cthulhu, but I don't... I don't know if... I... <laughs> I don't even know if I would Nazdrovia. breathe. I don't even know if I'd pray to Cthulhu. Um, yeah, Cthulhu seems like an asshole. Call, also, call I, I him don't... up. Call him up. 
I don't have a. I don't have That's for Metallica fans out there. So, speaking of Metallica, that's for Dave Mustaine fans out there. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess. Unbelievable. You're right. Uh, so David, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, I mean had COVID, but uh. You know, we got Christmas coming up. I have one remember to buy your presents by the time this episode comes out. We'll have like T minus 20 days till Christmas. That's less than three weeks. So you got to go to the dollar store and get some candy. Candy or some of the like those fans, uh-huh. the battery powered fans. People, people love those. You know how hot it gets in the winter. But before that, and before we end up talking about Christmas movies and the like, we um we gotta talk we gotta talk about your stuff. We gotta we gotta go down. We gotta talk about your list of talk things. about my shit. What's first? Movies. I can't decide, man. We're talking two movies today because I don't give a fuck. Oh wait, we haven't figured out the. Oh yeah, I guess we're doing. We gotta. I guess we're starting to talk about Christmas movies today. Yeah, it's December. What do you think? That's right. That's right. I fucking weirdo. We just hey. <laughs> to be fair, we missed the second half of our Halloween stuff. We did. So my mind is all discombobbled. We're um, talking Christmas, Marie. All right. We're talking Christmas. We're talking right. Christmas. Uh, part one, first half. We're gonna talk Elf first because E comes before H. Yeah. So we're if you were to f- sort them alphabetically. Well, if you would have asked me 20 years ago, it would have been Jingle All the Way, but it's definitely not anymore. It doesn't hold up. Um, but Elf does. We haven't watched it again this year. Yeah. But, man, boy, let me tell you what. It's a very good movie. Well, that was, what, 2003? Three, yeah. It's been yeah. 20 years. 20 years. Honestly, I feel like that was the first breakout Will Ferrell movie. Because, sure, he had old school in 2001, but I feel like 2003 is, like, the movie that put will ferrell on the map as a movie star right mm-hmm. well and also john favreau directed that he did which is weird because yeah. i mean up until that point he had been an actor too almost strictly an actor yeah he acts he's the doctor in the movie too yeah so um have, talk- you, seen, have you seen chef i haven't seen chef i haven't either okay <laughs> <laughs> so but we've seen iron man we saw iron man too but that's not what we're talking about. So, David, talk to the good pa- uh, passengers at home or on the road what you remember about watching Elf for the first time. Was it at home or did you see it in theaters? Hell no. That was a, that was a home thing. It was a DVD coming mm. soon to own on DVD. What? You know, one of those. Yeah. It, had it, like the, it was in the white case because it was a Christmas movie. Um, and then I remember just wanting to slap uh, Zoe Deschanel's titties around, you know? Okay. <laughs> well, we're sorry, Zoe. It's... Hey, man, as a kid... We were we were eight years old. Yeah. I didn't even know... That was, that was one of my early crushes. Yeah, we didn't know what to do with all of that. Um, what was her name? In the movie? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. Um... But yeah, you got Papa Elf. Papa Elf. Papa, he's still alive, which is crazy. Papa Elf? Yeah. Bobby, what's his name? Bobby Newhart. He's like 94 years old. 
Oh, he was also. I feel like Bob Newhart was a. He was an old TV guy. Probably. I mean, he's been around for almost a goddamn century. Yeah. Which is wild. <clears throat> so, um, he was born in Oak Park, Illinois. He was. Yeah, that's cool. Not too far from here. Um, yeah, so, Elf was a huge staple in, I think, both of our senses of humor. Because Will Ferrell was just, he was so good. He's still so good, but he was so good in that movie. He was. He plays a human who was adopted by elves. He thinks he's one. Yeah. Um, but he is not because he's a very large man. <laughs> and he goes to New York trying to find his biological father. Yeah. Who's uh, played by uh, the... The, uh, the guy f- uh, from... Uh, no, is the mom the one from Step Brothers? Yes. Yeah, because yes. Haley Stein- or Ma- Mary Mary Steinberg. Steinberg, right? Um. Oh, is it Ed Asner? No, this is not Ed Asner. Anyway, so continue. Um. Yeah, it's just a really fun, funny movie. We got We gotta go through fast because I'm talking two movies today. Because I can't. Yeah. Decide. Um. Really good. Um. The scene where he's walking in New York and the. Mm. Da, 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 what song is that? Sleigh Ride. Yeah. Sleigh Ride starts playing, and he's walking to the mall, and then he gets hit by a taxi. <laughs> Always uh, made me laugh. Yeah, the raccoon bit was good. Yeah. I um, mean, that whole, like, getting to New York, eating all of the gum from underneath the, the benches and, like, the revolving door yeah, and him throwing wor- up. World's best cup of coffee. <laughs> you got the elevator where he does the splits on. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's just such an impressive display of Will Ferrell's physical comedy and and the the uh, store manager, the the. Hey, there's no scene in North Pole. Yes, there that is. Dude. Yeah, that dude was really funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Always loved the way he decorates like the the thing, and he builds like the the Empire State Building out of Legos yeah. and like the Mona Lisa's painted in the whatever it is, etch a sketch or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Really cool uh, set designs. It's really funny. And, I will say uh, it's a great way to stay in shape. I. Th- <laughs> what was that? What was that? It's a great way to stay in shape. What the hell? Rain feels cold, good on my back. It's uh, refreshing, and it's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> what is that? It's family Guy. <laughs> Anything random is always Family Guy. Yeah. Um. I will say the the last third of elf always is always so forgettable i don't right because i know i guess there are some elves that come back to try to no no no. so so santa like people stop believing santa so he's like flying and then he crashes in the park and then like the forest rangers show up and it's like oh we gotta yeah that's the part that i i never remember that part and then they sing yeah uh Santa Claus is coming to town and he f- flies and he's like, bye. And he... Yeah. No, whenever I think about Elf, it's always, and whenever I think people talk about Elf, it's always the first part of the movie and the middle part of the movie. And then at some point, John Favreau was like, ah, shit, well, we got to wrap this up. We got to oh. find a way to write the ending. Also, his spaghetti creation. Always wanted to try that, too. Yeah. I saw someone on TikTok, because everyone is... You know, everyone does the recipes from movies and shows, and th- someone tried Buddy's 
you know, spaghetti, like dessert, you know, Thing. Sunday or whatever. Um, it's, apparently it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad, which is like not even a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. But you know what's uh, fucked about that? Whenever I, I remember watching uh, an interview, I think it was with Brian Cranston or someone was doing an interview and they were talking about eating whenever they have to do scenes in a show or a movie where they're eating something. And because you're doing take after take after take that you never, you're never supposed to eat more than like a nibble or a bite, or you just straight up don't actually eat it, you know? And that's why whenever you watch a movie and you see a character, like take the smallest bite out of like a croissant, you know, it's like, what, what are they doing? It's because that's probably like the seventh take of that scene. Um, but when Will Ferrell shot that scene with the spaghetti, I can only imagine that was the first take because like, how are you going to make another plate of that? Yeah. You know? And he stuffed his face with a single handful, like a double, maybe a double handful, maybe even a trip. No, it's a double handful of spaghetti. So it's honestly, it's a great movie on its own, but specifically for Christmas movies. I mean, people dress up as Buddy the Elf. They even outside the Christmas season will answer the phone and they'll be like, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? You know, and it's mm-hmm. um it's just it's made a huge mark on pop culture as a whole. And like I said, it kind of propelled Will Farrell into movies and he had been funny on SNL for years before that. Um but yeah. Speaking of pop culture it's enough about movies, Elf. yeah, we're also talking about Home Alone because that's another really good one. So, Home Alone obviously is a little bit older, um, ninety, ninety, yeah, yeah. So it's got thirteen years on Elf. Um, this one I feel like appeals to more, de- not demographics, but like, you know, a lot of parents know this movie from when they were kids and. A lot of kids know this movie because they find out that Macaulay Culkin uh, became a little bit of a fuck up and then redeemed himself. And they're like interested in, you know, just watching that movie for the sake of like, oh, okay, so this is is what he was doing. We just bought the Lego set for the house. um, Oh, I saw that. $300. Was it in one of those black boxes that was like the official, like, this is like the adult Lego. I mean, I think so, because it's, like, a shitload of pieces, or... There's yeah. a lot of detail in it. It's a very, it's a very nice set. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did that... I think that's for, like, one-offs, because, like, they did that for the Seinfeld set. They did that for the Friends set. They did it for, like, a couple of different movies and, and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, a classic movie in its own right, um, much like Elf did for McCall, or <laughs> Will Ferrell, I feel like Home Alone single-handedly put Macaulay Culkin on the map, um, but in a much different way because he was a child. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a good little actor. That kid, he's going to go on to do great things. The movie's funny. You got Joe Pesci. Yeah. And, uh, the Wet Bandits. The other dude. <laughs> Marv. Marv. Well, you scared, Marv? You scared? Just a lot of quotable scenes from this movie yeah. especially w- when he gets to the the fake movie he watches oh yeah like angels something about d- angels mm. with uh whatever the uh, leave it on the doorstep oh yeah where it's the whole 
what's the yeah, pizza and the, guy? Yeah, and then he plays it for the pizza guy, uh, and then again for the robbers, like just the perfect dialogue to use. It's really mm-hmm. good. Also, uh, one of my favorite moments of the scene is every time someone drives up, they hit the statue in the front of the house. <laughs> Always really like that. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Uh, the movie was directed by Chris Columbus, who later went on to direct the first couple of Harry Potter movies, which also people watch around the holidays. Which you also might know from Discovering America. <laughs> Dude's been around for a long time. <laughs> he came to America and first thing he said was, you know what? I want to make movies. I'm going to do it. And everyone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, it was also produced by John Hughes who is super famous for directing and writing a bunch of 80s movies, classics, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So it has definitely that that style of it just it just has that it's very nostalgic when you watch it and it's very I don't know, it's just warm. It's just a warm movie. Um it takes place uh in Chicago, um uh, which is cool and it was filmed in Illinois on location. Yep. So it's a hometown movie. Um, what else? It grossed almost half a billion dollars worldwide. Made $496.7 million, which is wild. It's really good. It's just uh, you know another one of those movies that you, you don't get sick of watching. Oh, John Williams did the fucking score. Every year. Huh? How about that? Dude, this movie is it's it's front to back just studded star star studded there's a lot of good shit going on um yeah dang dude and not that the movie's like believable or anything that this little kid's just messing up these like two dudes booby traps but when you compare it to the second one where it's stupid and it gets like really really dumb with it yeah this one just I just like it a lot more. Yeah, it's there's definitely there's definitely something to be said about like when movies come out and they have no like Home Alone at the time when it came out, I can only imagine it doesn't have doesn't have a franchise. No one knows who Macaulay Culkin is. No one knows what this movie is about and then the first one does really well and then it became a franchise that only had I guess two good movies and the other four just suck complete ass. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. uh, It's, you know, people stopped caring as much about the, the sentiment of the original. Cause it is, you know, it is a fit for anyone who doesn't know what home loan is about. Kevin McAllister gets left by his family before Christmas vacation because they leave to the airport without him. I guess he's got a lot of siblings and a lot of stuff happening in the house. So it's very chaotic. And he, I don't know. He gets left behind and he has to fend for himself. Yeah. For these two guys who are trying to rob his house. But at first it's really cool. And it's like a kid's dream come true because he gets this whole big ass house to himself. So he gets to eat whatever he wants. He gets to do whatever he wants. He gets to stay up as late as he wants. And then the two criminals the wet bandits who have been watching this house for a while they're like all right we're gonna strike when they go on vacation and then they're gonna come back and everything's gonna be fucking gone but no -uh nah robbers you forgot about kevin 
and no one forgets about Kevin. So he sets up a bunch of booby traps, uh, and these dudes go through legitimately like life-threatening situations. Like in one moment, you know, one guy gets a tarantula on the face. Whatever. Um, doesn't Marv straight up get electrocuted? That's the second one. Oh well, that's what I mean by the second one because it's like way dumber. Mm. Um, but no, yeah, he's get, he gets a iron dropped on his face. He gets a yeah, that's not easy. A, a nail right in his foot. Yeah, um, that's hard to watch, dude. That's harder to watch than most horror movies. Fucking Harry gets burned. His head gets burned. With another one of my favorite scenes, like when he opens the door. Oh yeah, and it, it just flames. He's just like he's screaming, and it like zooms in. I don't know why it's really funny, but it yeah. is. Um, yeah, they just they just kind of go through shit and um, they get fucked up, and then they get uh, pounded by the. The shovel man, the <laughs> shovel neighbor, man, the neighbor with the shovel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about shovel man. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. It's a uh, if you haven't seen Home Alone yet, it's the perfect time. It's the perfect gift. So if you have nothing for your family, just be like, you know what, I didn't get you guys something, but I got you something even better. And if you really love this movie, get the Lego set. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, get the Lego set if you really, really love this movie. I just said what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. Nah. All right, what's next? So, you know, from one iconic actor to another iconic actor, um, we're going to talk about a third iconic. No, we're not. Uh, unless. No. Wait, what's your album? No. What are we talking about? We're talking High and Dry by Def Leppard. Woo! This is number six. Yeah. six? This is number six favorite album of all time. Six. Um,. So Def Leppard, I feel like we've talked about on the podcast before. We have, we have definitely have. I mean, at least when the new album came out. Right, but we haven't talked about this album, High and Dry. Um, so give give the folks a little bit of background. Just let them know what this all is right, all about. Yeah. Well, Def Leppard is one of the first bands I ever listened to. Yeah. And for the longest time, Pyromania was my favorite. But then, you know, digging deeper into the catalog, you realize that High and Dry just rocks so hard yeah it rips i mean man nine out of ten of these songs just go totally ham yeah uh don't really like no 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 it's just kind of messy and forgettable Hmm. but the other nine nine songs back to back to back to back kick-ass songs man yeah it's really good this is before phil collin showed up Phil Collin with one single Colin, not Collins. Yeah, because Collins he used from Genesis. Yeah, Phil Collin is the other guitar and that Def showed Leopard. up after Pete Willis got fired for being a fucking dumbass. Damn! Um, but he he wrote some pretty good riffs. Um, yeah, this album is so. This is one of the only albums on your list that I've actually like listened to all the way through only because i made you only because you made me well because we were driving maybe 45 minutes to bolingbrook and i was like what do we listen to and he was like have you heard i and dry yet i'm like no um and then he put a gun to my head and he said if you don't pull this car over right now and spend 45 minutes actively listening to this he didn't do any of that um well high and dry's original creators I almost messed up and I turned it into a different thing. Um, I meant to say Def Leppard. Def Leppard has always been kind of a band that we both listened to and bonded over. 
in our shared love for music and all that good stuff. And it also helped that it, it's a band that a lot of parents like. It's like a big, it's a big, anyone who grew up in the eighties liked Def Leppard and pour some sugar on me ended up being a really big song just in general. It's probably one of the most iconic songs from the eighties. Yes. But and that's the thing is like, most people think Def Leppard was always just like, you know, the cheesy ass. Yeah. Eighties. You pour some sugar on me, but no, yeah. you go back to this one. And yeah, it has a little cheese with Brain and the Heartbreak. Little cheese. That was your first single. Yeah. Everything else, man. Like, Let It Go, mm-hmm. Another Hit and Run, mm-hmm. On Through the Night. Yeah, man, through the night's good. Just so many of these songs just are super just good rocking. It's yeah. just good, solid rocking. They're all very they're all very riffy. I think my my impression of a lot of songs were um like obviously I feel like bands they develop their sound through a lot of experience and a lot of recording and writing albums and playing and stuff and at least from my what I know about the music industry in like the 70s and 80s and things like that to get a record made was a really really big deal and until that happened you had to play a lot and you had to you had to put in the work on the ground and play a lot of clubs and get your name through a lot of people's word of mouths and and stuff like that whereas today it's kind of like you know you get a kid who produces music in their bedroom and then they get a record deal where they just put out singles for like three years and albums aren't a thing anymore Um, but back then it was kind of a big deal when you got a single and then that turned into an album or an ep or whatever but the reason I'm saying all this is because I feel like the sound of Def Leppard definitely changed from this album to Pyromania and, you know, onto Hysteria. And it's very interesting to see the growth and the evolution through all of that. And obviously, um, you know, the, the accident um, that befell um, Rick Allen. Yeah, well, those in hysteria so it was way after yeah obviously that had some sort of impact on the band's overall sound i think um just in terms of like you know not that the songs got simpler because that was a whole that's a whole other thing um but uh but yeah i i definitely feel like def leppard wore their influences on their sleeves um for most of high and dry for me at least um, I was reminded a lot of like ACDC, the way that a lot of songs on that album kind of started with like a minute of riffs, you know, and it was just like building the riff up a lot, which is really cool. And it's like not something that you see a whole lot anymore. Like even in like, you know, prominent rock bands today, there's not a whole lot of emphasis on on riffs anymore like a lot of emphasis is put on to like groove and subdivisions and the the theory of it all or like the you know the feel of it all but back in the 80s man it was just like this riff fucking hits we're gonna write a song around this riff and then the lead singer would be like yeah i got a hook i got a hook for the fucking chorus you know let's drop it um 
and it's very cool so this you know high and dry is that was what 79 or was that 81 81 um very emblematic of the sound that rock bands had in like the 80s early 80s late 70s but you know Def Leppard just did it really fucking well they just they just hit it real hard i know this is your episode and i'm doing a lot of talking but yeah well this i'm just excited that i actually listened to this album yeah you uh, know? also mirror mirror look into my eyes is one of the most underrated Def Leppard songs yeah just I agree. throwing it out there yeah um, also the first album also super underrated yeah is um, that on through the night on through the night yeah mm-hmm. that's another one that just like is like totally forgotten about but it shouldn't be because that one also tears ass yeah and I feel like a lot of people nowadays they think about rock bands and they there are so many rock bands that have such quintessential first albums and Def Leppard is never talked about never yeah. ever everyone always talks about the police everyone always talks about um like Black Sabbath everyone always talks about um even like I mean, what are some other... Or like, The Cars had a really big... Fr- Boston. Yeah. Only, their only goddamn good album was the first one. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, you know, it's a shame that nobody talks about those first two albums because at the time, it was less about, you know, how good the first album was musically and more about, like, are there any singles on that? Are there any hits on that that are going to get a lot of radio play? And for Def Leppard, that wasn't really the case until bringing on the heartbreak. But even then... You know, they didn't have a big, huge, like, notable hit until Photograph, I think. Yeah. Um, so, if you're a Def Leppard fan or you're a 80s rock fan and you haven't heard High and Dry... Listen to that shit, man. You gotta I'm put, telling you, man. I'm telling you. Put that shit on, dude. I'm an expert in these matters. Yeah. Uh, check out David's channel where he talks more about... Um, did you do a Def Leppard discography? I did. Yeah. Check out his Def Leppard discography video. Cause yeah, man, he's not kidding. He's an expert. He does this shit all day. All day. day. Well, I guess I used to, but not so much anymore. (laughs) Yeah. We're both hard. We're both sort of in the middle of full-time jobs suck, man. Yeah. Yeah. Full-time jobs suck, but you know, what doesn't suck. Luigi's mansion. My next favorite game. <laughs> yeah, video video games is cool. <laughs> video games is cool. Love Luigi's Mansion, man. Yeah, always like just ah. Oh, so we're talking about the it. GameCube classic, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone knows Mario, right? Everyone knows freaking Mario. Mario, the brothers, the Koopas, the Goombas, the Peaches, the Bowsers. Everyone knows, but no one knows about Luigi. Right, everyone, everyone always writes Luigi off. No one gives a fuck about Luigi except the real ones out there. Yeah, Luigi fans, you guys get it. Uh, and he had a couple of his own. Pretty sure this was his first like good game. <laughs> yeah, or at least the first one where his name was in the title. At least you know, like the nerd videos of like the Luigi games, like Mario's missing or whatever. Yeah, they're apparently ass. Yeah, this one kicks ass, man. I remember. Back in the day, when you go to like hotels, they actually had like a GameCube. Yep. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was actual system, but like in the TV, you had like the GameCube controller. Yeah. And you could play some games. And Luigi's Mansion was always there, and mm-hmm. I always played it every time. Yeah. And I only ever got to like the baby, like the first mini boss. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I did. I played that first part of the mansion so many times. Even my cousins, they had Luigi's Mansion, and I played it there too. Yeah. Uh, well, because neither of us had a GameCube. Yeah, I didn't actually own this game for a long, long time until yeah. I finally got it, and I beat it for the first time, and it's just awesome. It's awesome. I mean, it says a lot that it's in your top ten, be despite the fact that you never. Is it top? Or are we on like number eleven? We would be on like number eleven right now. Oh fuck, you're right. I was thinking albums. I don't think we're quite in the top ten yet, but no, this is number eleven, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. So, but still, to make it into the list of like notable, noteworthy games, you know, I think it's why I liked Resident Evil Seven so much Mm. because it reminded me of Luigi's Mansion. Just like you, you like you go around. It's just one building. Yeah. Right, it's one big mansion, and you go around and you learn, you know, where all the doors go and everything, and you yeah. get a key and it locks the door over here, and then you get another one and you just keep unlocking doors, yeah, and you just keep going th- unlocking more of this mansion. And it was the same thing with like the first part of Resident Evil Seven mm-hmm. with like the Baker's house, and even Resident Evil Two with the police academy. Yeah, you're there for a really long time. Like that whole aspect of like you stay, you're just in this house the whole time. Yeah. And I really like that. And yeah. it's just, um, it has my favorite Mario character of all time, uh, Professor E. Gadd, absolute oh. legendary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like me and Josh would just like quote that to each other all the time. Also, he used to like come over to my house uh, in like middle school and like mm-hmm. we just play Luigi's Mansion. It was awesome. Yeah. It's a great game. I mean, in your ringtone. I think is it still yeah no well for a long time it was the oh. uh, what was it the Game Boy Horror I could have sworn it was the Luigi's Mansion at some point yeah that's that's the the tone like when EGAD calls you on the the Game Boy oh uh, that's the ringtone oh uh, also, the main theme kicks ass too. Yeah, uh, I learned good. how to play that on guitar and like keys and just like there's. They made two other ones, like the second one, Dark Moon. I didn't really like that much because it's mission based and mm. it's kind of like stupid because you keep like warping in and out of the house. Yeah, uh, the third one was pretty good too. It's like a hotel because that was on the Switch. Uh, yeah, and, and Dark like, Moon was on the 3DS, but it is being ported to the Switch, um, yeah. which will be interesting. We'll have the whole. Um, Luigi's Mansion trilogy. No, not the no, first not one. the first one. They it's remade not... it for the stupid ass 3ds. Oh. How dumb is that? I was gonna say it's not even on virtual. Con- I mean, I guess they don't have a GameCube virtual console yet. Unbelievable! Like on no. on its way out, they gave Luigi's Mansion remake to the stupid piece of shit 3ds. Mm. Yeah, so dumb. What a shame. But anyway, I yeah. still haven't ever played it. Um, I. Honest, the only reason I still have a GameCube is because Luigi's Mansion. And that's I have like the no best other way to game. play it. I have no other games for the GameCube because they're all stupidly priced. Yeah. But still. Yeah, at this point, the GameCube... I We've reached a point in gaming history where... I don't know, man. That's the reason why I still keep my PS2 around is because there are straight up... There are games that just feel better on the consoles that they were made for. Um, and obviously some ports need to happen. Some ports deserve to happen, right? Like, um, I'm trying to think 
a game that really benefited from being ported from one system to another. I'm thinking like old PS1 games, like when Crash Bandicoot got uh, remade. I feel like a lot of people were happy with the, you know, the, what is it, the Insane Trilogy? Yeah. Or um, like Spyro 2. Yeah, those two I know were really popular. Um, but like then there are games like The Last of Us. We don't need a PS5 port of The Last of Us. Or a PS4 port. <laughs> All right. Well. We don't need a port for the second one, but people were like the first one. So mm. obviously they're going to keep porting like fucking Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Skyrim didn't need to be ported. Oh, you, 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 you upset that they're releasing it for the 40th time? We'll stop buying it then. Dumbass. <laughs> we're a bunch of fucking idiots, man. <laughs> we're not, we're not talking about the whole gaming industry being a, occupied by complete morons. No. Um, but I will say it's uh it's interesting that you know I mean we were such big Pokemon kids. I the fact that I I got a PS2 instead of a GameCube when we were younger. I just there were so many times that I regretted it cuz my cousins also had a GameCube and that's how I played like Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness and um that's how my cousin was able to get a fucking Jirachi in his uh in his Game Boy like in his copy of Ruby um yeah. was cuz you had the you know the, the mystery the adapter thing. Yeah. Um, and also you could play Game Boy Advance games on your TV. Yeah. Which was huge, which is like something that, you know, I know people in the nineties were able to do with the Game Boy and then the Super Game Boy for the Super Nintendo. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, yeah. Why don't we get able to play 3DS games on the switch? So I never touch that stupid thing again. Once that yeah. happened, uh, never, dude, that would make it so much easier for like, trading Pokemon over from like Pokemon Sun. I had to fucking do that for Alolan Vulpix because there's literally no way to get a Alolan Vulpix in any other game because when you breed even if you get an Alolan Vulpix through a mission like in Legends Arceus you get it you know in the Alabaster Icelands and in uh, Sword and Shield you get it from collecting the Alolan Dug Trio or Dug Diglets in the DLC. If you breed it even if it's a Lolan Vulpix, you get whatever Vulpix is native to that region. So it's like if you want to breed a whole new Alolan Vulpix to like use in a new game, you have to go back to the 3DS. It's fucking dumb. Nintendo, work your shit out so he can play Luigi's Mansion on the Switch. All right? Honestly. Damn. Damn. I I didn't think this this part of the podcast would get so heated. <laughs> But, uh, you know, yeah. here we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't know, man. It's, I feel like it, it's kind of weird knowing that this is the last time we're to record in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's been good. It's been good times. This is where we recorded the first ever episode. The first, what, 20 whatever episodes yeah well into the second season because yeah. then you know you moved to tinley i don't remember when that was but it was last july yeah so <laughs> now we're uh we're wrapping up not you know we're coming up on our third season soon episode 40 is gonna be the third season um yeah. And, uh, you know, we're planning on doing this until we die. Just kidding. Um, there's no way. We can't 
keep it up for that long. But, you know, I mean, there's still we got to get through the lists. We got to get to the end of our lists at least and then have one big celebratory episode at the end. Maybe I rent this apartment for one day. And no, I'm not not going to do that. Um, But uh, yeah, from here on out, um, you're going to be seeing a different different space i mean you already saw it in the last episode but um this is uh this is our last time here so i think um david do you have any uh parting words for you know this a little nook in aurora illinois uh goodbye shelf full of random ass bullshit yeah goodbye big joe Goodbye. Well, I'm taking Big Joe with me. Well, we, whatever. <laughs> All <laughs> right, we can still say bye to Big Joe. Yeah, I mean, good, good times. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Um, editor Qin, uh, a montage set to. I don't want to do that. Um, I will remember you. Um, with black and white footage uh, from all of our previous episodes Uh, roll the clip every single fucking video (laughs) I will remember you so there you have it that was the compilation and I swear to god if it's not in the episode or if you only cut it down to be three seconds of a single clip in black and white um you want us to get DMCA'd by whoever, whoever that made that shit? I'm going to have an aneurysm. Um, hey, Siri. Who sings the song, I Will Remember You? Let's see. Not Skid Row. It's not, not Skid, Skid Row, Row, damn it. Oh, shut up. It's not I Remember. You know what? We are going to end this episode angry. This has been the too bad we didn't get the fucking cars podcast. This has been uh, VJ. Get the fuck out of here. This has been. Oh, shit. Went under the stand. Vanessa. Oh, this has been Vanessa, the original. She's angry, too. You know what? She didn't ask to be born. She didn't ask to be a part of this. The part of this system. This has been the dumbass Cooper thing. 2011. I'm not going to throw Vanessa. I love her too much. I'll do it. Uh, no. <laughs> Please. Um, and uh, I've been Nick Scarpinato. And I've also not been Nick Scarpinato. I've been David Capucha Cars. And um, we are sincerely so grateful to everyone who has been listening since episode one since the time I don't know why we're saying this like this is the last episode ever it's not it's just I just in this room I'm just a little I'm just being a little last, sentimental take so. one last good look at it yeah one last good look at this immaculate space um so yeah get you better get used to seeing David's room a lot more um and then once you move back to Tinley no idea what. well then we'll do it at that room in the studio oh yeah so we got options so um to all of y'all, you also have options, and you can listen to whatever podcast you want, but you chose to listen to ours. So thanks for coming along with us on uh, this uh, amazing journey, our lovely passengers, and um, we'll check back in with you next episode with some more Christmas hits and uh, cheer, and um, LeBron might make an appearance. 
I ordered Sprite Cranberry specifically from him, so should be getting a delivery soon. Okay? Bye!